Welcome to the Gearhars podcast. In this week's episode, our very own Mark Olson is sitting down and talking with our good friend and customer, Chris Biley of Original Grain and Exo Taco located right here in Syracuse, New York. Well, before we jump into today's episode, we wanted to take a moment and tell you about our supplies website. You can visit it at gearharsupplies.com and there you'll be able to purchase any of the kitchen supplies, takeout containers, or even some smallware items on that website that your restaurant or kitchen needs. If you can't get to us while we're open, and that is Monday through Friday from 8.30 in the morning until 5 p.m., if you can't get to us during those hours, then you can go online, place your order. You can even have it delivered right from our store to your door in Syracuse. Any order over $75 is free local delivery. So it's a great resource for you very busy restaurant owners and kitchen managers who just can't get the time to come down to the showroom and store. You can go right to gearrsupplies.com and purchase everything that your restaurant or kitchen needs. Without further ado, here's today's conversation between Mark Olson and Chris Biley. So thank you very much, Chris. Uh, welcome to the Gearhearts podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And you uh, are the operator and owner. I know you didn't want me to call you that because you do everything, but Original Grain and Exo Taco. Correct. How yeah, long yeah. have you been doing that for? Uh, in the business for six years now. Yeah, but yeah, four years Original Grain coming up on, two years Exo Taco coming up on, so yeah. Do you have a favorite? They're all my favorites. Are they? Yeah, a lot of different dimensions to both of them, so you gotta like them. What differently? I know we were part of the from day one in Original Grain. What what's been the hardest thing? I guess operating two locations versus the one. And when you started it up, what what was the hardest thing? Well, I think it's just what you said. It's operating it right. You know, you have two different locations, two certainly diverse groups of people, two different cities. You know, an hour and ten minutes uh, down the throughway, ninety miles apart. So it's certainly a um, has its challenges operationally, but at the same point in time, we've been able to, I think, develop a really good company culture and have people that want to work there and, 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 and sort of strive to work there and, and, and see sort of the acceleration of uh, the brand. And um, we've been fortunate. When I saw the pictures first time you sat down with me and you were showing me the computers and those images and everything, and this is the vibe and what you were going for. You thought it was crazy? I was kind of like, this is so cool. Will it work? Like, you know, you, you had seen a lot in California and other places. And I'm like, will this, you know, will this adapt to Syracuse, New York? And it obviously has. I mean, I had that with, I ate lunch with you one day and I was like, I would have never tried that, but I enjoyed the hell. Out. I mean, it was that good. And I've been back several times. Mm -hmm. What gave you that inspiration to sit there and say, hey, here's what I want to do. And here's the kind of food I want. Cause it's not something that's out there. Like you're, you were a pioneer in that kind of that that field in that area. It's become a little bit more popular now. Yeah, but you I guess so. No, I mean, you yeah. know, I certainly didn't. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel with grain bowls and salads and sandwiches mm -hmm. and you know tacos, right? Um, it's just you know, how can we add a different sort of like layer, one that's got a little bit more, I think, stylings to it, um, a little bit more brand savvy, a little bit more aesthetically pleasing, um, and that was all just again like learned learn progress uh, from you know first restaurant concept that I had done in in, in in malt to you know OG and certainly traveling and in in and, and leveraging relationships to to discuss and, and chat about restaurants with different restaurant tours in New York and LA and 
you know, really understanding what they gain inspiration from so you can kind of piggyback that mentality off of what they're trying to sort of educate you upon and find those, I think, specific directives, uh, you know, latch on to them and, 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 and gain as much information and insight and, 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 and visuals as possible so that you can essentially, uh, you know, paint your own canvas with, with the concept and the, and the brand and certainly the food. It's so weird. I was with another customer who was looking at uh, an old Tim Horton site, and they're trying to vision what to do. And I'm like, and all I could think about was the skateboards and the milk crates and yeah, the, the, you yeah. know, where does that come? Like, is it just something that you see, or I, I think it's just childhood stuff. You know, mm -hmm. we, I grew uh, growing up in sort of a hip hop. You know, it was my. I grew up. I was an '80s born baby, but a '90s sort of, you know, like kid. Mm -hmm. So that was the golden era for hip hop. You know, I remember my first cassette tape when cassette tape was still a thing that you put into your car. Yeah. Uh, when I got my first car, at least, uh, was like Salt and Pepper, and I just remember like you know having a really big sort of hip hop influence because I think that that culture was um, moving um, much more into sort of pop culture and mainstream culture and not just music, but art and fashion and a lot of other things. So um, skateboard culture and sort of hip-hop culture um, were kind of like along the same lines as far as street art and fashion. And again, it's all those things that we liked in, in, in childhood that I thought that, wow, if I can create this really, really cool, fun, funky space and you know, obviously pair that with some really just good food, um, why shouldn't it work? But you know, I had the same, I think, uh, apprehensions as most people do when they mm -hmm. start you know, the concept and aren't really sure of how uh, a specific demographic will feel or view it as, as you feel or view it. But I think, uh, you know, with enough work and effort and realistically just, you know, trying to, you know, enjoying it as much as I think the, the consumer would or envisioning that, yeah. I think ultimately they do as well. And they can see that on, on your face and, and within your, your company. There's so many different, like, groups of people when I'm down there that I see. I see young, I see, you know, office people. I see, you know, one time I was there and Mrs. Allen was there having, you know, and, you know, I can see different groups. And to me, the younger generation has done a really nice job of bringing this food out and yeah. wanting this and needing that. Do you see that with both XO and OG or is it just more of... No, I think it's both mm -hmm. for sure. You know, I think it certainly helps that we're in this sort of, you know, really advanced technological, I think, time period where social media uh, is really just a, a center point for gathering a lot of your information, a lot of your data, and a lot of your news, right? Um, so for us to, you know, really understand that and have that understanding from the beginning to, you know, certainly now uh, has been helpful. And, you know, certainly having a lot of college students around in, 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 a, in a bigger university that, you know, really pulls from a lot of major metropolitan areas. Um, is certainly helpful because I think they understand the concept more than maybe a lot of others wouldn't that may be a little bit more blue collar um, in their in their upbringing, which is um, certainly advantageous. Um, yeah. But it's also, again, much like yourself and what you alluded to two questions ago, right? Yeah. You were, you know, a person that was much on the apprehensive because you didn't know what the food was like and you've never heard of goji berries and you've never probably heard of a lot of the stuff there. But once you tried it, you were like, oh man, this is really cool and it tastes good and it's good for you. It's, you know, I, I, bang I, for the first your one was uh, the only thing I knew on the menu was the banana bread and ricotta. Yeah. After that, everything else I was completely, there was bee pollen and yeah, some yeah, other yeah. things. Yeah. But that was, I, but it's I cool, was, it's I funky, was like, it's it was different. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and even my, you know, smoothies. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I just think it's, it's so good that I could see where it, 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 it spans multi generations, but that, that, 
generation that, that really enjoys it, you're saying, or that's driven most of the creativity, you think, is, is your generation? Or is it the... I think it's a mix. I mean, it, I think our, our, our main demographic certainly millennials, which I, certainly, mm -hmm. I fall into that category, but yeah. certainly younger generations as well. But again, like you said, I mean, it's cool to walk into, you know, both OG and EXO and see such a wide uh, variety and a, a, a large sort of, I think, demographic of people that are of different age groups. You know, to, it, it's cool to walk into OG at lunch and see, you know, a lot of suits in there that are a little bit older, you know, mm -hmm. bopping their head and tapping their feet to, you know, hip hop music. And, you yeah. know, all of a sudden, you know, 20, you know, college students walk in. I, I think it's, I think it's cool to be a part of, I think, that scene, the, the food scene in Syracuse. And I also think it's very cool to, you know, be, you know, just doing it. How know? much different is, I know when I was selling um, or working with food service, Rochester was a little different than Syracuse. And everybody said, oh, even though we're only an hour and 10 minutes apart, it's a different demographic, different, you know. Do you find that or no? Have you found that, that yeah, it's kind of like Syracuse? But I think it, I mean, I think the people are much similar, for sure. I, I, I think the locations are, are, are certainly different. I mean, every city's geographical area is going to be different. You know, it's not, you're not going to find the same right. anywhere. So, um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, moving and, and, and scaling to a, a city like Rochester was, was a little bit larger and certainly has a lot of sort of that promise to, to be, you know, a really fruitful, dense, um, populated downtown is, is really what we're, um, you know, putting our, putting our chips on, uh, yeah. to say the least, and so far so good. Do you want to keep it at like one, say in Syracuse, one in Rochester, one in say Buffalo, one in, do you want to try to, or do you want to go where you think? You fit best. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's go where the demand is. You know, the only reason I wouldn't say the only reason, but a lot of the reason we went to Rochester is because we had some mutual friends there that had heard and learned about the brand, and they were like, "You guys would, you know, you guys should come here. You guys would really do well. You guys would crush it." And um, after obviously a few visits and trips, and more visits and trips, and certainly, yeah. you know, contacting uh, some property yeah. managers and landlords in the area, we thought that it'd be a great fit and mm -hmm. developed uh, a, a cool uh, cool little community and hopefully that happens in a different city. And How about XO? Yeah, I mean, I think XO has the ability to, to, to scale as well. Um, again, I think now, certainly in the current times, and I know <laughs> I'm really going to talk I'm not going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're just really, again, more focused internal, you know, operations and kind of scaling that and replicating mm -hmm the operation and what I, what I mean by that is sort of replicating the steps of service and hospitality and, and certainly um, you know execution of food production um, how do we now make that a, a really easy model to replicate internally so that the next venture whether it be you know an existing brand or another one uh, how is that even more seamless how is it easier so what for somebody listening what's the key to your your success that you guys have been able to bring. I know, I know it's hard work because I've been with you at eight, nine o'clock at night. And you're still working, and I know you're up early in the morning and the, the hard work. But what else besides that? Um, I mean, I think it's just a, a, a lot of fact. I, you just got to have the the sort of go for it mentality. I think. Uh, I remember. I forget where I was at some point in time in my early career. This is before the restaurant business, but um, I heard something along the lines of a lot of people come up with great ideas. Um, Ninety-nine percent of them do, but not. A lot of them, if not one percent, are actually willing to execute on it, whether that be financial, um, you know, uh, sort of handcuff, or whether that be just again just being scared of starting a business because you don't you don't know, and sometimes the unknown of how to run a business or 
how to operate or how to manage five to ten to twenty to thirty to sixty employees is is sometimes daunting in your in your mind. And I think that you know being able to I think control you know the mind and, and ease it and, and and gather information and 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 select certainly people that uh, you know you can trust and that are trustworthy, but also have the same I think vision as you do um, has certainly been I, I think a key to our success for sure. You know sometimes it's luck, maybe it's you know, meeting the right people at the right time and, and, and establishing those relationships. But I also think that a lot of those things are forced uh, in a good way. You know, I, I wouldn't have met the people or leveraged the relationships or done what I had done if I wasn't constantly searching for those things, right, or searching for those people or searching for those products. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's a, a mixture of a lot of things that lead to success. But ultimately, I think it's, a, you know, having a positive mindset, positive attitude and, and, and just going after it and, and, and doing it. I've said that a couple of times, the relationships, you know, when I'm done here, we're going to a sales meeting. And, and to me, it's, it's important to have a product. It's important to be able to get back to customers and tell them what they need and meet their expectations. But a relationship too is important. And it, whether it's your customer eating in your dining room or a customer coming in here, they can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. They can eat anywhere. It's they true. can go buy equipment anywhere. But to me, it's that, what can I do for you? What can I help you with? What can I make you successful with? You know, it's that long-term relationship that I think builds anybody's business and so a lot of people that. uh don't realize the emotional connection that i think uh the service industry really has even though it might not display it um but again what i mean by that is just the again like you said the friendly hello yeah. the smile yeah. um the body language that's all important and i think that those things lead to you and certainly me and anybody else who's a consumer, which is everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Recommending certain brands and companies and products that they, that they like and they use. And I'm a firm believer in that if we execute those, 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 those things, right, food quality, uh, customer service and hospitality consistently and at a high level, then, you know, that word of mouth will certainly travel faster than, you know, my next, you know, paid Instagram post or influencer marketing campaign. Because you're a big social else. media guy too, right? I mean, you, you, you embrace that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. See, this is all new to, you know, for me. I'm I know. not, what, am, what, a, what generation am I? Uh, you know, a baby boomer? Would you consider uh, that baby no, boomer? No, I'm, I'm 53, so what am I? What I don't even know what my generation is, but <laughs> I talk to a lot of my friends and they're like, oh yeah, I'm on this or I'm on that, but they're not on all. And so now yeah. I've been trying, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I'm touching Facebook a little bit. I, I haven't gotten an Instagram, but my, 85-year-old mother is on Instagram, and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, but I heard it's one of those rabbit holes that once you get in, be careful because you just like, depends I'm on, on Twitter. It depends all, on your definition, definition of a rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah. what I think that, that outlet is. But that helps in your business too, right? That's been a, you yeah, know, like I sure. talked to Joe at OIP, and he says, we put a lot of money into social media because we see the benefit, and yeah. that's one of the reasons we've been successful. Yes, the TV commercials are great. We have a great product. We have great relationships. But social media is our big driver where yeah. we feel like that. Like I the, said, I, I think that a lot of the, the information and certainly the news now and everything that you want to learn about how your day is getting started, right, is I think captured by social media. You know, I can probably tell myself, you know, nine times out of ten when I wake up in the morning, you know, the first thing I do is probably open my computer, start emails, and then I'm, you know, on my Instagram Facebook feeds to see what's going on and in there. I see what my friends are doing and I see how their days are going and I see, you know, the Syracuse.com ads pop and, you know, all these things are sort of coming at you and you, you really are, are, are now, you know, led to a few different platforms in that regard uh, that are giving you the information 
that is going to be satisfying to you to, to, to get your day going and even throughout the day too. So it's, it's, it's cool to think about. Uh, it's cool to be a part of it. And like I said, it's uh, realistically at the end of the day, you know, that stuff doesn't matter if we're not, you know, you know, we don't have good food. Right. Uh, we certainly don't have good customer service and we don't have uh, great hospitality. Um, all those things can be thrown out the window. Going back to a comment you made about your team. Have you read the book, Good to Great? Yeah. Yes. I, I thought about that. As soon as you said that, you're like, I've got everybody going in the same direction and that, you know, mm -hmm. they're on the bus and you're driving the bus. I mean, you said how many people? Between uh, the two, three? 60-ish people yeah. total. It's got to be a lot to yeah. juggle. It's, it's, but again, you know, I've, I, I've, I think that we have a good, you know, positive culture. Um, come in, work hard, smile, be positive, do your job, get paid, mm -hmm. and go enjoy the other, you know, fruits of your labor after that. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the mentality that we've sort of implemented since day one, and um, I think we've been, like I said, I, I think we're, we've been fortunate enough to, to, to get some really um, great people alongside of us. Marianne, who you know certainly runs Exotaco in that company. Mm -hmm. um, Michaela Cicerelli, who uh, is instrumental in, in, in assisting in, in, in not only the marketing and catering, but runs Original Grain. So, um, you know, been fortunate to have really two great leaders that are not only um, great leaders, right, but great brand ambassadors, um, and want to continue to grow and and see the 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 light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. if you will, yeah? I feel like when I deal with them, I'm feeling like I'm, it's an extension of what, you know what I mean? They're executing your vision, but they're also just, you know, they treat people well, they treat the vendors well. I mean, and that's the key. You talked about partnerships. Did all the vendors at Syracuse, did they go to Rochester with you? Or yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. So. Certainly a couple that aren't, you know, uh, you know, your local produce guy is going to be your local right. produce guy in that city, yeah. so that's a little bit different. But yeah, for the for the most part, we've been, like I said, fortunate to establish some great relationships and meet some really cool people, and hopefully those people. So when you're looking for a new location, so say you were going to go to whatever, what do you look for? What's the biggest thing that you try to see? Okay, so someone says, hey, I think you'd be great in whatever. What do you look for? I mean, are you looking for a certain location? Or are you looking for a certain demographic are you looking for a certain is there something that you sit there and say i need these three things i think it's a little bit of everything you know yeah. i really like to spend a few days in a period in the city you know seeing the day parts seeing the night parts not only just foot traffic but what the people are like what they're wearing what are they listening to what are they, what are they watching you know mm -hmm. um there's i think a lot of factors that you know go into picking a location. I think, you know, you can create a great destination. It doesn't have to be in a specific area um, where there's a heavy foot traffic pattern. I mean, look at Exotaco. A lot of people probably thought that we were crazy oh. by, 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 by picking that location. I didn't think we were crazy because I thought the concept was, was, was there wasn't yeah. a concept like that. Yeah. But I didn't think that was crazy. And the building was so cool to begin with. Yeah. I did go, uh-oh, like that uh-oh moment, like, are you going to be able to get people there? But, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, again, to answer the question, I think it's, you know, it, it's a lot of different things that go into picking. And I think the first is, you know, other people saying like, hey, you know, you should go here. And then, you know, the thought pops into your head. Well, maybe we should do, you know, Buffalo or maybe we should do Ithaca or maybe we should do Camillus or maybe we should go out to Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's all the timing, you know, right place, right time, meet the right people. Um, we're certainly not in a rush to, yeah. to, to make any, you know, now make yeah. any uh, really crazy moves, um, but we're, um, 
we're excited about the future. We have some cool things coming up, obviously some other brands, yeah. as you know. So, Well, I've heard about some of those, but I wouldn't, uh, my thing is I look at like some of the chain, I'm not a huge chain guy, but they do bring some value to the market. They bring processes, they bring, you know, good mm -hmm. food. And in some cases they bring low, you know, low quality food too. But I look at like Bonefish and Carabas. They haven't expanded. They've said, here we are. Here it is. If you want it, come get it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think of you as if you were to go, and I've had this conversation with a couple other people in Syracuse. Well, if I go there and faithful Camilla, I'm just taking from that, you know, from what I already get. And mm -hmm. I think that's a smart move. I think that makes sense. You don't expand just to expand. Expand where the opportunity is greatest. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, is important. And you don't, blow, you don't lose that brand identity because you can control that, mm -hmm. you know. So Agreed. I don't know if that's, has, has the market changed? I know it's been crazy and it has, it's been good and it's been bad, but we, you and I have talked a lot, probably daily. It's been good business-wise for you guys, but you've been able to adapt. Yeah. Is there any, you know, do you see moving forward anything else that we're going to have to adapt to besides what we're going through now? Um, I just think you always have to be able to, you know, move and pivot and adapt. You know, this is certainly a challenge, but you know, any good operator um, in, in, in good company is going to find ways to manipulate, you know, their current structure and their current, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they're doing um, and, 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 and adapt to a specific situation under a certain time or a certain pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we've been fortunate enough to, I think, develop, you know, something special with, with the brands and been able to adapt and pivot um, in, in, in directions where needed. Uh, and I'm you know, optimistic of the future, but certainly, you know, aware that, you know, that adaptation might need to happen right. probably again, if yeah. not again, many times. So this concept that we're, that we've been talking about and working on, and I'm not going to mention it, but sure. I know you and I have talked about it, but what, do you have it to try it somewhere and sit there and I mean, yeah. is that what it, it literally is? I had it somewhere and boom, I want to, and then I want to just, I mean, how long does it take you to go from, I, I'm, I see it and I eat it or I see it and I want to try it, to going, okay, now I know what I got it. I mean, how long is that process in your head? I think the timetable varies, right? There's a lot of, obviously, outside factors and influences that may or may not, I think, uh, put you in a direction to, to be able to execute as quickly as you want. And naturally, when you come up with a really cool idea in your head, you're like, man, I want to get it done, I want to get it done. But mm -hmm. um, sometimes it doesn't work like that. There's a lot of, I think, steps to the process and certainly other things. Uh, you know, behind the behind closed doors that need to be um, addressed, which is current operations, current yeah. successes, current everything else. So, but do, um, you, do you go home and say, oh, "I'm going to try this and make it"? And yeah, I mean, usually like, on, in the way? evenings uh, and on the weekends, mainly Sunday, <laughs> yeah. um, is is the days where I sort of do my sort of really outside the box creative thinking. Um, and those times happen throughout the day. On occasion, we write mm -hmm. them down and. But okay. yeah, I mean, using the restaurants and in, 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 in is sort of platforms, right? Because mm -hmm. they're ready established for the next concept or, um, you know, setting up uh, meetings with other, you know, individuals for other ideas uh, for products or I watched services. a Chick-fil-A YouTube video on how they make their chicken breast. And it was really, I mean, it's very simple, very interesting, but how they do it and how they get it so tender and the equipment that they use is very specialized mm -hmm. and very... So somebody was asking me about this concept of how they wanted to roll this out in a different way than Chick-fil-A. But I was sitting there saying, after watching them, it's not, it, it's a quality product, quality ingredients, quality equipment,
quality service, quality locations, and it just happens. Yeah. It's not that, you know, like you said, it's not that hard, but some people try to skip one of those steps. Mm -hmm. You know, we always say there's, you know, price, service, and quality. Can't have all three unless you want to pay for them. Which one do you want to give up? Mm -hmm. It seems like you haven't had to do that. You've had great products, great success, great locations, great food, and it's worked for you. Yeah. Would you I I think we've certainly had some, you know, challenges and Every, struggles along yeah. the way that probably, you know, we aren't so, you know, outward and verbose about, you know, probably talking about publicly. I think every company does. But mm -hmm. like I said, I, I think for the most part, you know, it's being able to, I think, maneuver and pivot around certain challenges that uh, uh, occur on the day to day and certainly occur in your in your tenure and, and finding quick solutions and, 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 and making sure that those solutions are not only um, in line with, I think, the current, you know, culture and, 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 and the demands I think society has and consumers have, but um, are in line with, I think, you know, everything else, including your existing operations and people and products and vendors and services and making sure that it's all, you know, right time, right place, right thing. You tried the maybe not so good products and maybe not so good things and you've learned from that mistake. What other mistakes have you sat there and said, geez, I've learned from and, and I, you know, I wish I had listened. It's like uh, we say to a lot of customers, don't do this. If you want it, we'll do it, but don't do it. Have you had that happen to you where someone said, you, Chris? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. probably more times on a daily basis than <laughs> I want to. Like, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, I think everyone's got daily and or, you know, those moments and breaking points. And I think their their careers or in their personal life, they're like, hey, uh, you know, maybe I should steer in this direction because this happened one time or this didn't happen another time and I really want this to happen. So um, I think it's really understanding those moments, embracing those moments, and then making sure that you're able to, I think, again, put on, you know, a positive attitude and, 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 and get out in the world and be a contributing member in a, in a good way. How is it with SU back? I watched last night with Paul Valente on the donut and he's, uh, you know, on the glazed and confused and he's like, after it was about the hundred kids all in the one and the school might close and he was just like, we need them to use their head and we need them to, you know, because they have such an important part of the fabric of not only Syracuse, but our economic climate and everything that they bring with, you know, 18,000 mm -hmm. people coming into Syracuse. Is it, are they back? Are they coming yeah, in? Yeah, they are. Because they're they a are. big part of what you're, you know, Lemoyne and SU yep. and, and the, you know, the high school kid, everything, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah. They're back. Uh, when the students are back, certainly it's, it's a lot busier for us. Um, but at the same point in time, you know, can't hate the students and the kids for being kids. They're just no. kids. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, how can we now adapt, right, and be safer and be more responsive and be more for them so that they can enjoy what mm -hmm. they enjoy, which is being a college student. See now, like Stronghearts has a location in their new location in downtown, but then they have a little satellite. Has anybody approached you about that idea? Lots of times, yeah. You just don't want to, yeah. um, again, too hard to. Not that you don't want to, it's, you know, right place, right time. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've, again, been really, I think, fruitful in our labors for, for downtown and, being able to, you know, draw, you know, that clientele into the downtown community, which I think essentially, you know, sprinkles, you know, into into other shops and restaurants and salons and businesses. So I think that that's important. So 
I don't know. I, I, I certainly thought about it, but I also, again, you know, you, you, you don't want to really put another one of your brands at a disadvantage, certainly replicating one. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of being sort of uh, that, you know, cross section to, you know, having students and teachers and nurses and, you know, hospital workers come downtown, right, and, and, and spend their money with the downtown community. I think that's important. Marshall Street's always an interesting because things go in and out of Marshall Street, and I, I just shake my head because they have so much ads and meds, and mm -hmm. but some of the people that have been there forever just they're they're there. Yeah, you know, look at the varsity and look at Fagan yeah. and look at some yeah. other things. Really good they, brands. They do a really good brand, and they do a nice job. But then you see other ones just in and out, in and out. And, yeah, you know, we're working on two right now, and we're surprised. You know, they didn't. The other concepts didn't last very long. Yeah. Um, what I guess what is the biggest thing now moving forward in you know for EXO and, and, and OG? What, what's your like biggest goal that you want to do? Is it just to maintain what you have or is it grow? No, I think it? it's to continue on the same path. You know, the, yeah. the vision's not going to go away. We still want to continue to grow. You know, the vision is to replicate EXO and you know, do more stores. Uh, the vision for OG is to continue on the path and to, to replicate and to do more stores. Um, obviously, there's other, like I said, products and, and concepts that we want to do internally that, again, uh, it's just right place, right time, right frame of mind. And, mm -hmm. and, and when it happens, it happens. And, and if it doesn't, we're still not going to, you know, stop thinking about it. We're, yeah. we're, we're still going to have that um, guide us. Yeah. So for our listeners, and I hope there's many of these. Um, Oh, I want to mention, too, that thank you. You're the first podcast to bring me something to drink or eat. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I won't say anything about the other person that owns multi-locations and didn't bring me anything. Oh. You know, but he's, you know, we both that. know him. We both know him. So, typical day. I know you get up early. What's, you know, go through this, a typical day. Oh, jeez. Uh, get up, computer, coffee, lots of water. Um... Usually it's a workout first thing in the morning after I check emails. I'll do emails first just to get my mind going and have some, I think, mental tasks. Um, and that's really, I think, a good setup for me to get into sort of like this flow where I have all these things kind of, whether it's a to-do list that I'm looking at with emails and then I have all this information that now I can get, you know, into sort of an adrenaline rush and in, 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 in working out and in in making sure that these things are on the forefront of my mind and really problem solving in my head as I'm, you know, okay. out there running around and, you know, doing burpees and, you know, doing other stuff. But um, Does it get easier to solve problems as you get longer in your, like I noticed as, as the more I do this, the more I have solutions. Yeah, I think so. But yet today I've been struggling with this walking cooler for like literally two months trying to figure it out. I sent a guy out there and he figured it out. He's like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And boom all fixed yeah but literally for two months i've been trying to like do i fix the floor do i cut the opening do i do this who does this who does that do you find it easier as you go through some things you know? yes some things no yeah. some things are still first time. i think we're always learning yeah. you know i tell my my um people this all the time that that work at og and xo it's like you know if you're if you're not always you know entering a situation or a room or, or a conversation with sort of like your learning hat on um mm -hmm. you shouldn't be probably in that room or yeah. you know having that conversation but is your style, like when you get, when I talk about the, your management style, is it people, here's the vision, execute it, do you tell them what to do or do they say, okay, yeah, okay, um, I like that idea, but what about this? I mean, I, I mean, like, 
I know in my, you know in our job, it's here's what we want to do. Here's our vision. We listen to what the customer wants, and then we execute the vision. Yeah, I think same with you. That you know you have sort of this drawn out box of things that are in it that you want and foresee, but you know you're obviously taking into account staffing, uh, employee needs, what the consumer ideally wants, mm -hmm. um, and obviously constructive criticism from I think leadership teams. Um, you know, what do they want? What do they foresee? What are they hearing? Um, but at the end of the day, I think you hit hit it on the head with, you know, it's ultimately, you know, getting people together and sitting down in a room and, 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 and figuring out what is the best, right, for the customer, what is the best for the, for, for, for the product and the brand. Um, because if we focus on those, we'll certainly, you know, reap the rewards. Um, what was the name of the show that I listened to that you texted me and said, and you guys were all, it was later at night and there was one with the wine and one with the bourbon. Oh, and uh, so that was for my friend John Timmerman, okay. who he had, uh, um, owns, or I'm sorry, I don't, I forget how the structure is, but they have a uh, noble for, right. so they're doing this big conference. Uh, it was supposed to be this September, but it's next okay. September. Uh, Gary Vanderchuk and a bunch of like entrepreneurs are supposed to be coming in and, right. and speaking. Um, they've been really cool and asked but, me to yeah. do the same thing. They asked you a good question and, and you're not, this isn't your, you graduated from Lemoyne. Cortland. Cortland with a degree <laughs> in uh, education. So yeah. completely different. Yeah. I mean, food service, but the passion shows. So what made you think? I know what made you think I want to be because I listened to it, what education, but then what drove you to this? Just well, I always had a passion for culinary. I was always really just strong in it. I think just artistically I like that more. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it was just, again, opportunity, right place, right time, uh, you know. Certainly the goal that I had in my head uh, when I was, you know, 21, 22 didn't really align with the goal that I had when I was 24, 25, 26. Yeah. And those goals change daily and, and yearly. So, um, you know, once I was sort of in teaching, my goal, you know, kind of, again, shifted. And I wanted to become in business and really pursue culinary and pursue, I think, that path. Um, what did you learn in that education side that transposed over to this side because obviously when you talk about organization and business skills and that's not taught yeah there you so did you i mean that you're obviously very good at that multitasking and organizational i think and it's um, skills. Just, where does that come from i think it's people you know i think yeah. it's just you know you, being an educator you're learning about people right what human interaction really means right how to control a room how to uh again take information and present it to you know multiple sort of learning styles and levels, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the greatest thing that we take away is because we have all these, you know, we have, we have these brands. Uh, within those brands, there's a lot of information, whether that be production, food, you know, quality, again, customer service and or hospitality. And those specific, you know, titles have certain subheaders underneath them and those subheaders have, you know, other information and things underneath them. So it's like, how do you take all this information and present it to, you know, the individuals that you have in your organization. So I think that's, I think the biggest piece that I've been able to take away from the education is again, teaching, right, my yeah. leadership team, teaching my kitchen staff, teaching our bartenders, educating our dish guys. Yeah. You know, it's that piece. Um, and that, that takes a lot because there's not a lot of people that have that. You know, I know in our field, it's patience runs thin sometimes. Mm -hmm. In the food service, it's always, yeah. Uh, you know, I just finished a quote yesterday and the guy wants the drawings yep. today. And I'm like, you know how long it takes to redo those drawings? And do, but they, that expectation is there. It seems like that 
that's a good thing to have where you have that patience. Sometimes, yeah, you yeah. just got to slow it down a little bit and make yeah. sure that the, 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 the information is easily digestible. Yeah. You don't want it to come out bad on the other end, you know what I mean? No. That's <laughs> have, are you saying that I've been short with you before? Is that no, what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. I can't believe that. that. Was a meta Did he understand that? It was a metaphor. <laughs> I didn't understand that. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Thank you for having me. That, it's been thank fun. You. It's always good chatting with you. Yes, thank you. Thank you again for checking out the Gearhars podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That way you'll be updated the moment a new episode of the Gearhars podcast is released. And do us a huge favor and leave us a review to let us know what you think of the Gearhars podcast. And don't forget you can find all of the videos from today's episode and all of our previous podcast episodes, even our cooking videos and knife sharpening skills and we have such a great video resource for you over on our youtube channel just go to youtube and search gearhars equipment well thanks again for checking out the podcast we'll catch you at the next week's episode of the gearhars podcast